What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy, and we are super excited for this week's episode because we're doing something that we have never done before, and we are calling it the first Miss Into Podcast Roundtable. And what that is is that we are going to have not one, not two, but three of our friends on the podcast with us today, and we're going to be discussing any and all things Kelly, not that we don't already, but uh, we are going to be uh, talking with people about their opinions about things that are going on in the world of Kelly and getting their uh, thoughts on everything from new music to touring to talk show to everything. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about these days. And we thought that it would be fun to get the opinions in real time of several people who uh, you have all met before. If you are fans of the podcast, all three of our guests today are going to be returning guests to the podcast and uh, we'll introduce you to them in just a few. But uh, Pam, I'm really excited to do this today because we've got some fun topics to talk about and I think uh, we are going to see some varying opinions on everything. Yeah, we have some nice alumni, if I can use that term. (laughs) Um, I'm excited. Yeah, it's cool because, you know, it's one thing just to hear your opinion and my opinion, but it's mm-hmm. also nice to hear others that are just not on Twitter. You know, it's it's you know, I like seeing tweets, but it's also nice to hear people kind of like you said, in real time, giving their opinion. So it's not just the two of us talking. constantly. Yeah. Not that yeah. we're not great. At it. No, of course not. <laughs> I'm excited to have our friends on. Pam, we had our song battle in last week's episode, and I have been trying in vain to get on the board when it comes to song battle each week we do three songs we pit them against one another we make our arguments and then we put it to the listeners as to which song wins the song battle uh last week we had uh, three different rounds the first round was my choice was hello yours was take you high and then i pitted american woman against never enough and then in our final round, you chose people like us and then I chose meaning of life. Right. And we had a poll on our Twitter and Instagram stories. Um, I was genuinely very surprised by the results. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I was. Very I haven't surprised. seen these yet. So I'm, when you tell me, I'm going to be hearing them for the first time. Okay. Uh- <laughs> I don't like the tone of your voice already. I want all three. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so on Twitter, this is where I'm looking at the moment. Twitter um, was, so hello versus take you high. Um, this one, I wasn't sure where it was going to go because for a while you were winning. I was. Um, I do remember seeing that at one point. It's very close. It's 47% hello, 53% take you high. And I feel <sighs> like I really thought this one couldn't have gone either way because take you high is a very like specific type of genre and specific type of song and it's not everyone's cup of tea. So this one I was like, honestly, either of us could have gotten it. Instagram, this did win. I will say. Really? Yes. I'm going to pull up the results right now. Give me like two seconds. But um, this was the one that you actually won on Instagram. Hello got 53 and take you high got 47. So it was the exact opposite of, of Twitter. You know what? I'm going to count that as a tie. Okay, then. that's fair. Yeah, it'll tie. That's it, fine. It completely, uh, yeah. it completely is a wash, and so I'm calling that a tie. And as that's far as fair. I'm concerned, that's a win. 
That's fair. <laughs> round two, I mean, round two, I thought I was going to win, let's be honest. But I really advocated what? for you. I did. You, I you advocated. thought for sure. Well, yeah. But I was very much a cheerleader, both in the episode and online. I was like, guys, listen to American Woman before you vote. It's a very good song. I was trying to be very fair. But okay. Twitter, it was 22 versus 78. What? Instagram was 34 versus 66. I knew that there was a chance that I could lose that one, but I did not think that I was going to get my butt handed to me like that. I don't think everyone listened to it like I told them to. I'm going to be honest. And then the, the last round is what surprised me. I was for sure certain I was going to lose the last round. I genuinely thought so because People Like Us is one of those songs that, like, I've never met anyone who doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And Meaning of Life, I have definitely met people who were like, eh, it's okay. So I was actually very convinced. This, Like, I remember saying in the episode, like, I was very convinced there was going to be one round that I wasn't going to win. Mm-hmm. I really thought this was it. I really thought people like us had it in the bag. Instagram, it was 36 versus 64. Come on. Twitter, it was 32 to 68%. And Meaning of Life <laughs> won. I'm sorry, dude. You got to, you, you know what, you just... You got to start picking like the since you've been gone. I'm gonna have to if I want to just yeah. throw the game towards myself. And you Good have grief. to hope, you have to hope that I choose like yeah, which I'm not, <laughs> but you know. Um, but thanks to everyone who voted. Um, Whatever. This is our this is our last I, song battle. <laughs> you're I'm, just a I'm over loser. it. I'm over it. <laughs> I won three for three, which is just I have really great taste to music, guys. Um, Oof. No, it's not that you don't. I just apparently I do. But anyway, um, apparently my like, taste in Kelly songs is just well more refined than most people. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you need to tell yourself. Go for it. Um, thanks yeah. for voting and listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed yeah. the episode. Um, and yeah. And I don't know if we're doing a round four because I don't know if Jeremy wants to. I'm just going to go over here and pout. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Pam, let's get started by introducing our panel today in our roundtable. And we have literally chosen people from across the country. Uh, we'll start from uh, the West Coast and go to the East Coast. Returning uh, our good friend from Los Angeles, it is Nettie. Hello, Nettie. Hello. Thanks for being back on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You were you were in our fantasy draft, I think, right? Yep. That was a good time. We might have to, yeah, we fun. might have to, uh, we have to put another one of those together sometime. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're going to head to uh, near where I am in the Midwest from Chicago, Illinois. It is Miss Jenna. Hello, Jenna. Hello, everybody. Thank Hello, you for having Jenna. me back. I appreciate well, you're, it. You're very welcome. Thank you for being back. And then uh, we go back over uh, not too far from Pam's hood and our fashion correspondent who did not need the bat signal this week. We just <laughs> simply sent a text message. It's Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, hi, hi. What is this? A three-peat? It's my third time on. I know. Look at that I know. sports yeah. term I just gave you. We're <laughs> <laughs> sports, sports ball here. That's yes, it. you are so very sports. Uh, well, first of all, thank you all uh, for uh, for spending some time with us today to talk on the podcast in our very first roundtable. Uh, we're both really excited about this because it's very infrequent that we get to bounce ideas and bounce topics off of people in real time uh, outside of doing, you know, lives every once in a while on social media. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I guess the first thing we want to start with is uh, the thing that's received sort of the most talk lately, and that is... Uh, about Kelly taking over for Ellen uh, in her daytime TV slot. Uh, 
we want to know how do you guys feel about the talk show kind of becoming the the seemingly primary focus of Kelly's career. Jenna, let's uh, let's start with you. What do you think about that? We did it, Joe. <laughs> People actually care about her now. <laughs> we did it, Joe. No, um, it, it is really wild because, and I, I, I've been a fan obviously for eighteen years, however long it's been. When she was saying that she was coming for the talk, like going to do the talk show, I was kind of like, hmm. I don't know how this is how well this is going to go. Like, I, you know, just that was just kind of my initial thought. I also thought that when I heard since you've been gone for the first time and I clearly I was proven very wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's so wild. Like, Pam, I think you said it in last week's um, um, podcast, like from someone who could like barely read a teleprompter or was like, yeah, totally like unbelievably nervous speaking in public, hated speaking in public like messed up that Barack Obama. I was just thinking that dancing with my father. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that was. And like now she has a talk show and it's like extremely successful. I mean, like you said, I think Pam, you said it in the podcast too last week. Like it's like, I'm like really proud. Like it's, I don't mean to be like cliche and weird, but like, I'm really proud of like how much this has really like gone from something that she didn't want to do, never said she wanted to do, and just kind of like accepted the challenge and was like, yeah, I'm going to do this well. And she did. So I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I, yeah, that's my opinion on it. I think it's awesome. Nettie, what about you? It's a trip. Like I trip out, like thinking about the beginnings of all of it. Like Jenna said, like since the beginning of Idol, been a fan, seeing everything just happen, but it's like slow, not slow, but slow. It's weird. And then yeah, and then to find out that she's taking over Ellen's spot, it was like, oh, you're really there. And it's funny because my family is like, oh, you hear about Kelly? She's going to take Ellen's spot. And I was like, I know. Like, it's it's so weird. Like, it really trips me out just to think about where she started. And then now it's just like, she's just going with the flow and killing it and being herself. And yeah, I think that's what's working. Rob? So the time slot thing, I don't really understand. I don't really get this. I get the significance a little bit here in new york because ellen's on at four o'clock i think or three o'clock and she's on closer to the news when people are actually getting home from work so that's considered like the oprah prime real estate spot yeah but across the country she's on at all different times so i don't know how like significant it is or how symbolic it is if like if it's symbolic then that's awesome that she's getting that sort of recognition and the, the sort of like accolades that go along with that but uh, the time slot thing I thought was, I don't fully get. So basically, basically, it's funny. So like someone I work with emailed me about it. It was like, oh my God, she thought that Kelly was literally taking Ellen's show over in addition to Kelly's show. And I'm like, ma'am, no, it's one show. <laughs> um, I had to explain it's the exact same show. It's just changing time slots. So I think what the big deal about it is like Ellen is shown everywhere. Jeremy, I'm assuming Ellen is shown during the day where you are. Yes, for for once, yeah. Because Kelly's show is is at like one a.m. or something absurd. Yeah. Okay, so I guess what this means is that Kelly is going to be taking over Ellen's time slot basically nationwide, so that she will be seen in more markets and more households. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's. I believe that's the significance about it that she's just going to be seen more. I mean, kind of what I just said very early on, like people are actually like appreciating her now, and Mm -hmm. it's weird, like. 
Because again, people were just like, oh yeah, the singer that's saying like, since you've been gone and stronger, like, oh yeah, I like singing to her when I'm drunk in the car or, what, or not, oh my God, not drunk in the car, drunk and or in the car. Don't drink and drive people. Um, <laughs> but sorry, that came out wrong. Anyway, but yeah, I just think um, she's finally getting the recognition that we collectively have known she's had that potential forever. And now she's a major household name. What's up, Jenna? <laughs> that I was literally going to kind of, you took the words out of my mouth. Like we have seen this side of her and we know her this way for 18, 19, almost 20 years now. And so many other people, like just kind of like the casual fan or the casual person doesn't exactly. know her the way that we know her. Exactly. So like to us, I guess it's just kind of like, oh yeah, this is just how she is to everybody else. It's kind of like, wow, she's super endearing. She's very genuine. She's funny. She's kooky, like, and we're all just kind of like, yeah, this is, you know, this is just how she is. So it is really cool to see, like, like you said, the casual people be like, hey, did you see Kelly did this or Kelly covered this or this was so good or like something like that. That I think is kind of cool from a longtime fan perspective that um, about the show that like so many more people get to see what we've seen for a really long time. Now, I don't know if anybody actually addressed this because this is uh, this is the part that I was most wondering about with this question. And that is, how do you feel about the talk show becoming the focus of her career? Um, Because obviously, you know, she's got the voice, which is one aspect. Uh, Obviously, the musical aspect is another. And then you've got the talk show. Um, You know, having a daytime talk show and especially with the amount of pressure that is probably going to be on her to continue to succeed in that coveted time slot that both Oprah and Ellen had uh, is going to be much higher than it is now. And, And granted, not to say that she hasn't been succeeding because she's obviously been doing very well. And the fact that she is the heir apparent is, uh, that speaks to how well she's done thus far. Um, but do you think that this means that musical content, and obviously I'm not talking about Kellyoki or anything, but musical content outside of the talk show is going to be fewer and far between because already with the talk show, since it started, we have now gone the longest stretch of time between albums. And do you think that this is now going to be the norm or is the length in between albums completely unrelated? Do you think uh, in between uh, because of the talk show, Uh, Rob, your thoughts? Well, there's like two sides of it, right? Because it's nice that she's so successful and we have to understand that people's lives and careers evolve. Like when we met, met Kelly, like 20 years ago, I was an eighth grader. Now I'm a teacher. Like people change, you know? Um, And like, Things focus, people's focus has changed as well. I, for me personally, I would like for the music to be the number one priority. Obviously, that's why we became fans. That's why we're all here in this collective. But like, if she's happy and she's happy focusing on something else, like we can't take that away from her. Um, I wonder if it's just like a sort of pileup of different things if it's COVID if it's a divorce if it's a talk show and it's kind of like a snowball effect of everything happening in one year all at once that we're like oh yeah she was working on an album it did sound like it was kind of like coming down the pike really soon and all of these things happened so let's kind of regroup when there's time to take a break and time to take a breath I don't know um but personally I would like for the album to be out so we have something to listen to that's not a one and a half minute cover of somebody else's song 
Excellent point. I, uh, I, I definitely <laughs> see your point on that. Uh, Nettie, anything else on you, uh, for, on, from you on this? Yeah, I, mean, I miss the music. Absolutely. That's always number one for me because, uh, again, like flower fans. But again, I love seeing the success that she's having now. So I'm kind of like content also. Um, but, I'm, you know, again, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. She's probably recording music. And we don't even know it. And she's just going to all of a sudden one night be like, yo, here's new music. So I don't know. I'm kind of trusting the process and, and, and hoping that new music will come sooner than later. And, and I don't know. I feel like Kelly knows her fans well enough too, to not just keep us waiting. I think she'll bust something out eventually, but yeah, I, I'm like Rob. I, I want music to be number one, but at the same time, I want her to be chill and happy and not too overworked. <clears throat> well, and, and speaking of uh, this next album, which we're all kind of really anticipating, <laughs> what are you kind of expecting or maybe even hoping uh, from this next album? And I'm actually going to start with Pam on this one. Oh, geez, I wasn't prepared. Um, <clears throat> just a little bit to p- piggyback off the last question, and then I'll go into this. But I don't know about anyone else. I'm just v- always very behind on the talk show. I rarely ever get to watch it live. And I, I'm so grateful that, like, you know, a few years ago, we were all like, oh, my God, we have nothing. We haven't heard from her in months, like, even, like, on Twitter. like, And now it's like she's constantly there. So it's always what we wanted. And now that it's here, I'm like – and maybe now just that I'm older and I have more things going on in my life, I'm like, this is overwhelming. There's just, like, too much content. Add the voice in, which I didn't watch one episode this season. I'm sorry for anyone listening. Take my fan card away. I can't do the voice anymore. I love you, Callie. They, okay, we're getting a lot of agreements here, but no one's talking. Yep. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do. I just, you know, so I'm really – to answer your question now, I'm really looking forward to an album. Um, I've said in previous episodes, you know, musically how I would want it to go, but um, I, I, that, that's my main focus right now. I'm okay if she quits The Voice and she's done after next year. I'm okay. I'm looking forward to a summer off from the talk show, so I actually have time to catch up. Um, and I think I would love for her to come, you know, make a new album and really focus on that and maybe do some more reruns of the talk show and i don't know i I really want more music and an album not you know a christmas single here or i dare you and which are nice she didn't have she didn't have to do any of it and they were nice little pockets (laughs) of ooh excitement but like i want an album i want promo i want all that fun (laughs) stuff that we're used to as fans and I don't know. That's all. That's all I got to say. I, I mean, look, I'm with you. I also did not watch The Voice this year. I pretty much caught up on anything that I needed to catch up on. I, I mean, they posted it on social media. So if there were any sort of interesting clips or if there were interesting singers, those things always got posted online. And it's kind of the same with the talk show. Yeah, it's been a while since I've actually sat down and watched a full episode of the talk show start to finish. Um, sort of the the best part and also a detriment to talk shows nowadays is that they're putting out all of these like small clips of everything on YouTube and Instagram and you know what whatever special social media outlet you like there's always clips of all the best parts out there so i feel like i'm not missing out on anything because i'm seeing all the viral type 
pieces of each episode when they come out. I mean, you can set your watch by it. Like the new Kelly Oki comes out around, uh, you know, 9 a.m. 9 Eastern, you know, uh, know. what is it? Six, six Pacific, whatever. Yeah. We, we we can all set our watches by it. We know when it's going to be there. And in fact, I've I've even sort of built some time into my my morning show that I do that between like eight and eight ten. I'm not super busy because I know that that's when the Kelly is going to come out. <laughs> so I'm actually making it a point to watch it during the show. Uh, but I I'm the same way. You know, I I'm not watching The Voice. I have not watched a full episode of the talk show in a while, and I am a little starved for music because that was sort of the the part that sort of kept us all going. I mean, yes, it's great to have daily exposure uh, to her as a person, but there again, and, and I think it was Rob uh, that uh, that said it, or maybe one of the others, uh, that you know, this is the reason why we became fans was because of the music, and we really, really want to get back to that. And I have to admit, and this maybe goes a little bit back to the first question that I'm feeling a little bit selfish in that I'm a little jelly of the pod or the of the uh, talk show because it is taking a little bit more of her time away from when we could be getting music. I mean, if there was no talk show, would we have an album right now? I don't know. Possibly. Uh, There's just only so many hours in the day. And so I am sort of from that school where. I am very possessive over her music career. And I'm like, ah, all these other projects get away. You're taking, taking away valuable hours in the day where we could be getting new music. Um, so I obviously am very excited for an album, but, uh, um, I'm hoping that she is able to find a, an easier balance between everything. And especially now that the voice is going down to one iteration per year, I think that's going to be huge. Um, but as far as what I'm expecting from the new studio album, and, uh, we'll definitely go around with, with everybody about this is, um, I'm probably expecting the most emotional album probably since my December, um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we're getting uh, yep. raising of the roofs from multiple of our guests. Um, I, I just think this is going to be like this r- album is going to be a ride um, lyrically, uh, musically. I have no idea. I mean, at this point, she she could do just about any sort of genre or style, and it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but lyrically. Um, you know, we could be getting some serious depth in this album, and that's the part that I'm looking forward to the it's most. It's gonna be a sad. It's gonna be fu. I don't know. It's sure. gonna be like yeah. I'm freaking awesome. Who knows? Give me all three. Yes, exactly. Jenna, uh, Jenna, you, Jenna. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to kind of add in something too. It's like with the between the music and the talk show and the voice and everything. I feel like it's such a double edged sword, like for me as a fan, because. She, I mean, has said this many times. She genuinely like loves doing the talk show and did not expect to love doing the talk show. And I think she really genuinely loves doing the voice because it's kind of like that full circle, pay it forward to the next person. Um, But like you said, for me, I want that music. So like, I'm like half and half because I want the music. I want the album, but like, she's had such a crap year with her personal life and everything. And if she's genuinely happy doing the talk show and she's genuinely happy doing the voice, you know, I obviously want her to be happy. So it's a really like kind of that fine line of, I want that music selfishly, but I also want her to like take some time for herself, re, you know, kind of regroup, rebound from the divorce and all that crazy COVID and everything that's been going on. I mean, it can't be easy to be, you know, he's in Montana and she's in LA and the kids are wherever. And like, it's gotta be crazy. So 
I am, I'm like conflicted. I'm very conflicted because I see it both sides. I want her to do her thing and do what she wants, but like selfishly, I, I want that emotional album right now. (laughs) So, you know, Nettie, your thoughts uh, on the sound of the next album. I don't know. Like, cause we just like, like you, you, you never know because the sounds from each album has been so different. Like meeting a life was more on the R and B ish heavy on the bass, you know, bass drop sound. And then, so I don't know. I can't even, yeah, I really, I really don't know where she can go, but I know I feel like it is going to be emotional with more, you know, Kelly Clarkson style empowering music and then, but also really vulnerable because she probably is going to talk about the divorce in a straight up, like no holds barred kind of way that she does it. So I don't know. I really don't know what, what the sound will be, but for sure it's going to just be emotional and vulnerable and, you know, the Kelly that we love. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a, a whole album of, of like piece by piece songs where <laughs> she'll be like trying to perform them live and she can't get through anything because she, she starts crying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that that's not the case. Hopefully, there's, you know, uh-huh. some some upbeat, you know, empowerment, like somebody said, uh, you know, in the album. That would be great. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that you know she's able to make it all the way through an entire concert without breaking I hope it's more down. Angry. Not that I want her angry, but I don't want it to be sad. I don't want her. To, you I'd rather want be... her angry. You want her. You want her. <laughs> Alan, you want your Alanis yeah. album out of her. I was going to. I don't want, want her want crying. I'd rather her just like growl and be like. <laughs> <laughs> rather than her being sad because being sad is not fun for anyone and yeah, I, I want to give her a hug or I want to be like stronger and be like yeah. yeah I don't know I want it to be like the Olivia Rodrigo album yes yes, yes. <laughs> Rob and I are going to be seeing her whenever she goes on tour in yeah. New York we're going to be there in the in the back just being like where are the older we're too old yes, to I will too exactly let's all go the together album is amazing but so I want good. it to be like that album on crack. Yes. That's I will co-sign till the day I die. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Wow, Jeremy, have I, you listened to it yet? I, I have. I, and I Yay. love it. I, I was, I was sitting there thinking, man, I'm going to have to be the ones that drive uh, Rob and <laughs> Pam to the show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stand in the back. It'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stand in the back holding our drinks going. We're the one keeping the bar open. I'll be the yeah. wine mom in the back. Yeah. We're just <laughs> the the bar bar all go together. Cause that's how it's going to be. Yes. Well, speaking of tours and, and concerts, um, there's still a lot of questions as to whether or not the invincible Las Vegas residency is going to be rescheduled. Um, would you rather have the residency rescheduled or would you rather that she just went out on like a standard tour? Nettie, we'll start with you. I forgot about Vegas. <laughs> Um, I forgot that was a thing. Um, I don't know because for me, selfishly, because Vegas is so close to me, like it's so easy for me to get there. But that's why I I do. I feel bad. Like people are like, "Oh, you're so lucky you're gonna get to see Kelly that much." And I was like, when when the tickets first came out, I didn't even buy tickets because I my work schedule was so insane. I couldn't think about doing that yet. But but I mean, if she does it, that's cool. But yeah, but I think I also will miss the touring part because I miss, I do love seeing Kelly on tour. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it's tricky for me. Cause like I said, it's, it's Vegas is right there. So I can just be like, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow and go to Vegas, see the show and then drive back home. It's only a three hour drive. So yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. It's probably different for you guys because you guys are so far from it. 
Yeah, I think a lot of other people have to put, you know, a lot of planning into the whole idea yeah. of going there. And, you know, we've been kind of keeping a close eye. They've they've mentioned nothing about no. whether or not the uh, the show itself is canceled as a whole. Um, it was still on the Planet Hollywood website up mm-hmm. until about a month ago, and then it disappeared from their shows list. I mean, yeah. there's still like, you know, the Chris Angel show and the, the Gwen Stefani show is still listed under the Caesar or excuse me, the um, Planet Hollywood shows. But the the page, like if you were to look up Kelly Clarkson, Las Vegas, uh, Invincible, you still get the Planet Hollywood page that has all of the details about the concert. Oh. It's just not linked to the current page. So they haven't completely purged it away from life so it's so hard to say okay they they clearly don't think that the show's happening anytime soon because it's not on the website but could it still come back possibly maybe um rob your thoughts on whether you'd rather have vegas or a full tour well i think the theme for this week's episode is rob's old and rob (laughs) do a lot of things um but i told pam i think we were out a few weeks ago, and I said, "Oh, my days of traveling to see a show are done." Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I like. I'm not gonna 100%. go across the country. I'm not gonna like yeah. go out of my way. If she's a few blocks away or a subway right away, cool. But to like think about how expensive those tickets were. Think about the flight to Vegas. Think about staying overnight or for two nights or a weekend in Vegas. Exactly. That all adds up to so much more than I feel comfortable spending on a concert. And I love her, but it's all, it's it's so much money. So, and like the tours are always so great. Like we're lucky to live in New York that like there are so many different places that she could perform at or has performed at that she, if she's doing like a smaller tour or a bigger tour, there are places nearby that can accommodate those things that like, I don't, I don't, I'm my traveling days are done. My waiting yeah. all overnight for general admission days Same. are done. Like I'm, I'm done. Same. We <laughs> all. If you're just listening to this week's episode, I'm 75 years old. You just can't. <laughs> <laughs> You've aged really well. Then I'm 85 yes. then. I'm 85 if you're 75. I was just going to say, I'm about 90 then, I think. <laughs> um, I'm echoing. I echo Rob with that. Like, it is tempting, though, because Celine Dion is opening a new show in Vegas. I know. Let's all thank the heavens. <laughs> um, Celine is opening a new show in November in Vegas. And if Kelly does end up doing something mm. in that time frame or within the same time frame, that would be extremely tempting for me to make that trip and go. Um, but I, I echo Rob uh, traveling for me is a no, no these days, uh-huh. even just like a few hour drive to go see somebody in Wisconsin or wherever. I, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> You have to understand. Um, You have to understand too that Jenna. I mean, if there's anybody who comes as close in Jenna's heart to Kelly, it's Celine Dion. Oh yeah, and so I mean, if it (laughs) if it were a Celine and Kelly package in Vegas, I mean, you wouldn't be able to keep her away. Yeah, that yes, you would not be able to keep me away a hundred percent. That would be probably the deciding factor, but. Um, I would much prefer, prefer, excuse me, like just a, a tour. She comes to Chicago. I've been lucky over the past 20 years. There's always a Chicago or right. very close to Chicago stop. So I'm, I'm usually set. 
Um, but yeah, I, it depends. It's, it uh-huh. depends on the situation, which one I would prefer. I don't know how I became the youngest person on this call because <laughs> I'm like, yes, well, you haven't spoken to me yet. I was going to say, cause I, cause I have already said, and I've, I've been on record with Pam on yeah. this, that she and I, I just feel like she and I need to go to a show together just purely because of what we do here. And we and never so- met. <laughs> I know. And so I said, okay, if Vegas doesn't happen, we, cause we were definitely going to do a Vegas show together, but if Vegas doesn't happen, when the next tour comes around, I will come out to New York and I will go to a show there. Nice. And so I am still very much up for traveling for a show. Mostly it's just because I want to see Kelly in all the different sort of corners of the country. And the East coast is like the last one mm-hmm. I need to do. Because I've already seen her in Vegas before. I've seen her down in Atlanta. I've seen her all over the Midwest. I've seen her down in New Orleans. Like, I need to get to the East Coast at some point. So that is still a priority for me. And so I'm still up for it. But I will say that my days of road tripping and, like, basically following the tour buses over the course of about three or four dates are probably over uh, just because I can't. I just can't see myself doing that anymore. Plus it made it more fun because there were almost the same people at every stop and that's just not happening anymore. And that's fine. But I'm sort of being the one that's having to be the last one to leave the party. I'm just like, Oh, okay. You guys aren't doing this anymore. Okay, cool. Then I won't, I guess. But Pam, are you trying to say that you would travel? I'm, I'm still at the point where I'm like, I'm very single. I have no kids. <laughs> I have no commitments except for my job, which uh, whatever. And I'm like, I have FOMO. So I, <laughs> wa- I, I feel like I'm going to be missing out. But at the same time, you know, it's going to be a greatest, greatest hits show. Like how many more times do I need to hear breakaway live? Like I really don't. <laughs> um, I can't, I mean, there's probably a lot that we're not aware of, but I'm like, I, genuinely don't know what new things would she would bring to the residency because it, as we've mentioned in the past it's not going to be like she's going to be playing a bunch of album tracks it's going to be for like the right. mainly tourists who are in vegas who are like oh yeah kelly clarkin's playing on thursday night let's go see her you know like it's so i would go because i have fear of missing out and because i have nothing else going on in my life but yes i would <laughs> love so much more prefer her to do a tour so i can use all that money and just go up like an hour upstate if i have to and not have to fly four or five hours across the country um i very much prefer a tour what's yeah up? rob so you have fomo i've got jomo joy of missing out but like <laughs> joy of missing out <laughs> but i remember kelly saying <laughs> kelly said something oh, like um, they were gonna go live like they did for the meaning of life tour with the vegas show every night so like even if there is that new component of what's Ooh. new every night we're gonna watch it from home on facebook yeah. so like yeah. if that ends up happening and it'll end up happening in the same way like whatever's new will be in great quality from pajamas on the couch for sure for less than a thousand i will say that I, yeah, I will say I did buy tickets for two nights. Like, I was like, I'll just go two back-to-back nights. And if she were to that reschedule was gonna it. Be I was going to say something about that, too. Like, if I'm going to go, I might it like, yeah. I, have to, I have to do more than one Exactly. Show. Like, I'm not going to travel this whole way just to do, like, one night of it. And then go and home. Because it's so expensive. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. kind of what yeah. I was going to say. I was like, and that's the thing. Like, whether, where, and then if she's on tour... I don't have to go to a billion shows. I mean, if it's convenient and she's playing four, four shows within three hours, fine. I'll 
try to go to them if I can. But like, if I'm really traveling, yeah, I need mm-hmm. to drop the money and get my money's worth. But I don't want to spend all the money. <laughs> Kelly, See, don't. I, I, mean, gonna, I, I don't know. Don't. I don't want to say don't do the residency, but like, just go on tour instead. <laughs> yeah. See, and I was just going to go to the Kelly show one night, and then like David Copperfield the next night. <laughs> like, I was just going <laughs> to do like Vegas stuff uh, outside of that. But now I'm now I'm thinking, oh, maybe yeah, two shows and two nights wouldn't be that bad. It's not like I haven't done it before. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm very conflicted. I think all of us sort of are, but we're all leaning towards tour. Yeah. And I feel yeah. too with like just a tour and if she's only coming, if I'm only going to one show, I feel a little bit better about <laughs> splurging on like better tickets, yep. like better seats, better, you know, whatever, just so I, you know, cause it's my one show and I'm like, okay, it's the only time I'm going, she's only coming to Chicago once I'm going, I'm going to splurge on the ticket. I'm going to splurge on where I sit. And if I go to multiple, I feel like I can't yeah. really do that. Um, so that with that's kind of another one where I'm like, it makes it a little bit more special because I can, like I said, I'm splurging on a ticket and I'm gonna, I want to get a good seat and you know do the whole nine. Whereas Vegas general mission seats, like that was that was hard to buy those. I mean, I did it, but like, man, and like general admission painful. when you say general. When you say general admission, it gives me like the willies. Yes. Like I can't. I'm it's one thing if GA. it's like a theater. Yeah. If it's a theater, <laughs> GA is different than an arena GA. Very different. Very mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Because, you know, a theater, it's going to be a much smaller crowd. And then suddenly she's playing to 12,000 people and you're like, oh, God. I have to co- yeah. compete with all these. Yeah, no, 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 no. I no. think speaking of general admission, I think that after Meaning of Life, which I did have general admission seats for – I, if there's anything that I have now aged out of, I think it's general admission Yeah. because I got done with that show. And Jenna, you were one of the first people I rushed to see uh, after the show was over. I was just excited to be able to walk. Uh, But (laughs) I mean, my legs hurt so bad at the end of that show. I'm just like, I am too old for these general Uh admission shows anymore. I can't do it anymore. And, and I know that, and I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I feel like I can speak for Jenna where we definitely went through those phases in our concert going life where it was like, you get as close to seats as you possibly can because the closer you are, the more that that is going to affect your enjoyment of the show. And so, you know, we would, we would pull up tickets, you know, in like the 20th row on the floor and people would be like, Oh, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Like I can barely see That's the stage. So like what do you, yeah. I'm yeah. It's sixth row or better or nothing, you know, yeah, it's sixth true. Or, or bust. Yeah, and now it's just like, as long as I have a seat in the room, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> just I really want them to start doing, like, if she's going to continue to do arenas or stuff like that, which I'm like, mm-hmm, but whatever, <laughs> if that's the reality, can they just do, like, floor seats, like, actual seats? Like, I mm-hmm. want to put my coat somewhere, my bag yes, somewhere. Exactly. I want to sit if I want to. Like, that's what I want. I want a seat, damn it. But, like, the Meaning of Life tour, they gave us all blankets, remember? Like, all those people had their blanket standing in front of them in the GA pit. Like what a what a yeah. wild oh, gift yeah. to like have us all carry throughout the show. Yeah. Like the, the little bag I'd put on the floor and pray that no one stole it. Yeah. You can have a coat check. It's just gonna come with a five hundred dollar ticket. So <laughs> yeah. you're just gonna have to pay for it. Well and that's something else too that that sort of um that got me thinking is that now that Kelly is I mean she's thirty nine now When we all first started to see her, she was, you know, in her early to mid 20s and we were all much younger in our teens and our 20s. 
And now, you know, we're all in our 30s. Am I, am I correct? Is everybody in their 30s? I'm just, <laughs> Pam, damn it. Pam. Come on. All right, Pam. I still have two okay. years. <laughs> Listen, I missed out on a lot, though. I missed out on a lot of stuff that you guys did. So keep that in perspective. Okay. Well, either way, where I was getting at with this is that now that Kelly is getting older as just a person, do you think that she is still attracting a young audience to her shows like teenagers, early 20 somethings or is, and, and this is far too early for me to say this about her because, and, and I don't mean that this is what I'm thinking about her, but is she starting to inch towards being a nostalgia act where it's older people? I know, I know, <laughs> clutch your pearls right now. My heart uh, broke. Where where people who really enjoyed her when she first started are the ones who are buying all the tickets like because, you know, when you go to like, uh, you know, a, a classic rock band or or an older, more established band, it's like older adults that are all there at the show. And then you've got a few younger people, but the people who are buying the tickets are the older people. So as Kelly continues to age, do you think that she's still going to attract those younger fans or as her music evolves or is it going to like, is the audience going to continue to get older along with her? Uh, Jenna, your thoughts on that? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I find it so trippy because I teach middle schoolers. So they're (laughs) 12, 13 and 14. And, you know, I mentioned Kelly from time to time and like, it hits me that like, they were not even a thought when she won American Idol, like not even close to being a thought. And I mean, they know who she is, but like, again, it's kind of just like, like they don't really Mm. associate her with like a current, current music, current time. But I feel like Kelly has always been really good at like, across the board of who she attracts at her shows young old gay straight all all the people in between like she has always been really good at attracting so many like oh just a wide variety of people I do think that if she has like another hit kind of song that's like real popular on the radio I think that might help keep her you know kind of maybe a younger ish Mm. audience but I don't know. I feel like she'll always be kind of that, like across all ages, across all genres type of person. I feel like even now when you go to her shows, or I mean, it's been a while, Meaning of Life Tour was the last time I I went to a show. Um, I, I still feel like there was young, old and everything in between. So I don't know. That's a really, that's kind of a tough question. I remember yeah. when I would do, um, I would do like career day where I would go to uh, middle schools and talk about my job. And I was always, I would, I would do this little like PowerPoint for them and I would show them, you know, how the radio industry works and whatnot. And then at the end, I would always put in a couple of pictures of some of the artists that I meet and I would, you know, I would have Taylor Swift and, you know, Carrie Underwood. And then I would put up, I said, yes. And then this is my favorite artist, Kelly Clarkson. And the kids would look like so befuddled. They'd be like, you met little Wayne at all? You like, do you, have you met little Yachty? And I'm just like, I can't relate to these guys anymore. Like I, I can't, I need to stop showing them my pictures with Hall and Oates because they don't care and they don't know who that is and they're not impressed. So, and, but the teachers will always come up to me and be like, that's really cool. Uh, Rob, what do you think about uh, the, the type of people we're going to be seeing at Kelly shows going forward? Well, you know, I don't think the talk show, helps skew her demographic younger. 
you know? Uh, oh, um, good point. Uh -huh. Good point. But, good point. But I was talking to somebody on Instagram the other day, and we were talking about the fact that Bryn Cartelli was writing a song for Kelly on her new album. And I mm. was like, I was like, how interesting might that sound sort of juxtaposed with the rest of the album if it's like an album that maybe skews a little older, like talking about divorce or a relationship. And then a song written by however young she's like, she's like 18. Is. Yeah. And, 18 and Kelly's almost 40. Yeah. Like, I what? feel like that's going to stick. It's going to sound awesome. Cause she's a great, great writer, but it's mm -hmm. going to stick out a little bit, you know? And um, it's interesting to sort of like that sort of like young and older sort of juxtaposition with her music. But like, like Jenna was saying at the meaning of life tour, there were like kids who loved break away. And I'm like, really this song, but there were kids <laughs> who were like going nuts over her in the little pit with us yeah. and also people my age and people older, you know? So I, it's de it definitely skews um, a little bit older at this point, which is okay because that means people are going to be quiet during ballads, which I appreciate. <laughs> they weren't a always. screaming, a yeah. screaming no, because of you. Yeah. The screaming during because of you. Oh man. I'm yeah, so glad we aged like, right? out of that phase. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nettie, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think from what I know, I'm thinking about like my nieces and nephews who like think it's so cool that I know Kelly Clarkson. They think it's great. Like, so I, they're like, I want to go to a concert. I'm like, cool. And I think about it. I'm like, well, then damn, all these kids that are going to the Kelly thing, they're the kids of the older fans. So it's like, oh, so we're just going to tag, like, tag along with this. But um, yeah, definitely. I think she still is more for our generation, you know, the 30 somethings and up. Pam, get there. Um, but, <laughs> Two more years, guys. Two more years. I'll be but there. Yeah, but I think I still think she still has that like ability where the younger ones do like because I know my niece loves her. She's fifteen, so that I'm like, good job, good job, like her. But she's also part of that TikTok generation where I don't know how much she'll love of Kelly if she does go to a concert. Like she knows the you know the usual pop song like since you've been gone and she's using it in all her TikTok videos and I'm like, okay, well that's cool, but. Yeah, I don't, it's hard to say because, yeah, the the generations are so different now. The sounds that they like are so different now. And like Rob said, if, we'll see what, what what's her face brings to, to the new music Brent, for Kelly. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, we just have to wait and see. But right now, I do think it is, it's us that's, <laughs> that's keeping her popular. I don't know, possibly, but yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I mean, even though some of you are only what like four or five years older than me, I have a maybe a different perspective on all this. Cause like even when I became a fan when I was like eleven, twelve years old, she wasn't cool then. She wasn't like yeah. like oh my you know, like you know, I feel like at that time it was like sort of Jonas Brothers y kind of yeah. give or take that. Like that sort of stuff. So like even when I was really young, Kelly was not cool. You know, she was, I mean, she wasn't not cool. She just wasn't like that person that yeah. um, everyone was obsessed with. Like right now it's like the guest still the Jonas Brothers and Taylor <laughs> Swift and all that. So like, I have never felt like she's been like really cool with the youngins. Um, I, I mean, as long as I've been a fan, all of my friends in this fandom have always been older than me. Always. And that's, I mean, proof is right here you guys have you know that's who i've always been attracted to and that's who i've been yeah. able to connect with i will say though i think the even though i crap on the voice a lot i think that is a lot of what's keeping the young mm. fan base because they see her 
people of all ages watch The Voice. It's a family show. So I think that is one thing that is getting people, keeping people around. Um, and I'm not going to lie. When we started the podcast and, like, I was starting to, like, follow, like, Kelly fan accounts, people I didn't know, like, just, they're all really young. And I know mm-hmm. there are people listening to this that are under 18. It's and awesome. that's really cool. Because really I would have wow. thought that there were not that many people who were fans. But there was, like, a resurgence. And we've had a few people on on this show who are, like, 19, 20 years old. And I'm they were like, oh, yeah, like, I only became a fan of Kelly's in the last couple of years. And I'm like, that's great. Like, we need to keep this, mo- like, momentum coming. And, and do I think she's going to sustain and have a huge career with the 15-year-olds, no, but I think there are still people in there, and as long as she brings out people like Kelsey on yeah. tour, I think she's set. I think she's going to be like Pink, where I think the core fan base is going to be still like the millennial Gen X kind of crowd, but you're going to get some Gen Zs in there, and I think for life, so I don't know. I, I think she definitely right. has the has the voice, like you said. I mean, that's an excellent point that uh, the voice is, and also her talk show is keeping her relevant outside of new album times and tour cycles because she is getting daily and in some cases nightly exposure. She's more relevant um, now than she ever has been. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. True. Yeah. Totally agree. Yep. I think the cover, the covers too, like mm-hmm. the the yeah. daily, even even from before the Kelly Clarkson show. When she would, I mean, she'd go viral like once a week for like a Mm -hmm. cover that she did on tour. Like it just was all this crazy, like you said, exposure that was unexpected that I think maybe helps, you know, helps that a little bit. But yeah, that's it's a tough, tough question. There's no right or wrong. That's the weird part. It's just you kind of have to kind of gauge timeline i don't know with this new album i don't know like you know she busts out some more stuff like stronger then i think it's gonna um she'll definitely continue to to get that younger fan base if she cuts out more stuff like love so soft probably not i don't know i I hate to go back to but this is like all i've been listening to lately but like i've been listening to the brin brin's ep is fabulous it is it is so so good And also Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, they're 17 and 18 years old. Very I'm good. 32, 31. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I had something in my throat. Um, and like, not that I'm sitting here like crying in my room relating to it, but like, I love it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't relate to Olivia Rodrigo and her like yeah. crazy teen, teen drama romance, whatever. Like, you know, I'm boring and about to be married. And <laughs> same thing with Bryn. Like, I don't, I'm totally out of their realm, but like, I can appreciate their music and I think they are fabulous, fabulous talent. So I feel like Kelly might be, it's kind of the same thing. Like, it might not be relatable to that, like, teenage crowd, but, you know, music's music. And if yeah. you, if you like if it you sonically, like it, sometimes that's all you need. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, like I said, I don't relate to those two youngins, um, but <laughs> I appreciate and and love their music. As somebody who's known you since you were a teenager, Jenna, that just delights me to hear you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. See, Jeremy, all, all, you've seen me through all phases. I know. I know. And the funny thing is, is that I, okay, so I'm in my 40s. And I, this is going to, oh man, I'm, I'm going to get flamed for this. 
Like I have just within the last probably two or three months have really gone down the TikTok rabbit hole. I have no business being on TikTok whatsoever. <laughs> like I've made some videos. I've, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be anybody on TikTok. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to have fun yeah. with it. Yeah. And I mean, I find it as a, an endless source of, of uh, entertainment because there's actually some fun stuff on there. Yeah. But I keep thinking to myself, man, if Kelly just comes out with a song that's got like a like 30 seconds that just smack. Sure. Like, she needs to go viral. Yes. We need a viral campaign, For, guys. Yes. Are we starting it? <laughs> she, she, yeah, she needs that like 30 seconds of a song that like is so singable and like quotable sure. that it ends up in like every TikTok for the next you know get three months. Dance. Come on, Jenna, or we need dance or something. Yeah, or, or, or we come up with a TikTok dance. <laughs> yeah, or we, we need someone. We need like some comedian to bring back one of her older songs. Like do like a breakaway meme and just and that even that can go. Like we need for something sure. for her to go yeah. viral, whether that's old or Cause new. Because I've I've noticed that I know like the same like 30 second part of <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo's good for you like I know that yeah. one little part yeah. yelling about being a sociopath <laughs> or whatever <laughs> and then I, there's like a couple of Doja Cat songs that I know like about 45 seconds of and, Dua Lipa um, yeah for sure Dua Lipa yes yeah. that was gonna be my next one I mean I, 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 can, I can sing like a good solid 30 seconds of levitate like nobody's business but the totally. rest of it I'm just like no, totally I'm like right. how's it go exactly. yeah that. yeah but if a stronger video had come out now, that entire yes. choreography is a yes. like it's just arms. It's moving. That's true. It, it, it would have been huge. Oh yeah, it would have been huge. Huge. Totally. Jenna, do it. Look, we we just we just need a couple of enterprising <laughs> TikTokers to bring it back yep. and like bring back the dance and duet it. Absolutely. Like they can, they could bring that whole song back full, full scale. It'll go back on the charts and we'll, we'll, it'll have us to thank. Yeah. hundred percent. You heard it here first, guys. Make it happen. Yes. <laughs> make it happen. TikTokers make this. it happen. We got this team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, we've sort of asked a lot of open ended questions, uh, thus far, but I think this next one is going to be more of a definitive question. And Pam and I have, have, already talked in, a, in an episode of a couple months ago about touring, uh, but sort of the one question that we didn't ask ourselves and didn't really pose out there for everybody was your favorite tour and why, which one was your absolute favorite tour? And um, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm vamping on this and I'm stalling a little bit because I want our, our panel to think about it for a hot second. Um, but in fact, you know what? I'll even let the panel continue to think about it. And Pam, you and I have to answer this I question think first. We, I think we sort of answered it in our touring episode. I think you and I both said Meeting a Life um, as our favorite yeah. tours. You said you loved it except for the merch. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The, mer- the, the, merch was, the merch was trash. Yeah. Um, for me, I said it was a tie yeah. between Meeting a Life and Piece by Piece. I loved both. Mm-hmm. And I had things I had you know, problems with, with not problems, but with both. Um, I, mm-hmm. I guess meaning life was my favorite. Um, generally, um, I think it had a decent amount of album tracks. I think it could have had a couple more, but, and it was still also a good mix of greatest hits. She threw in some of the, you know, um, Hamilton greatest showman stuff, mm-hmm. plus the men and a glass of wine. It was all, and I also think it was her longest set. Like, I just think the show went on yeah. forever and it went in the best way possible. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think generally, and also I just you know I was able to like you know now that I'm a I'm a working woman, um, I was able to like 
get pretty good seats and I got to go to a few shows and like it just it's it's some it was something that I you know as a fan from when I was a kid and I always wanted to go to like multiple shows in one tour it's always something I was admired people doing I was finally able to really do it and do it like big mm-hmm. um so it was just selfishly it was my favorite tour yeah, I think I'm the same way in that. And I and I know I did speak to a bit of this where I just thought the whole production value of the entire tour itself was just so good. And it was it was so inclusive of today's modern concert goer in that it had options for those people who really wanted to spend bank on a show and really wanted to do it up big. And then at the same time, it did not price the average concert goer out of being in the room. Don't get me wrong. They didn't have great seats, but they were at least in the room and they got to experience yeah. the show as a whole you add in the online component uh and you and the fact that just she has so much more material to pull from and and i don't mind a greatest hit show i really don't because i i think those are all reasons why we enjoy her music so much is those songs but at the same time i did appreciate that she brought out some things that um that didn't really uh, get a lot of love all the time. And I loved the medley that she did. And there was just so many aspects that just made this an all around really good show. And I think that we are going to see this type of show production from her going forward. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was, I'm, I'm disappointed if Vegas doesn't happen because I think that yes, while Vegas would have been a greatest hit show, it's Las Vegas. And if you've ever seen a show in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. they are an artist's concert turned up to 11 and and jenna i know you can speak for having seen celine in las vegas i mean celine dion on tour is good celine in vegas was great because there is just an extra extra showmanship and extra abilities that you can do at a las vegas show that you cannot do on a traveling tour that ups the stakes in a show it is just so much better um so that's another it's on another level Mm -hmm. it is you're right. It really is. And I, I'm sure Kelly's Vegas show would be like literally like just that next notch up. It would probably the production value. It would be like meaning of life. Like you said, like turned up a little bit even more. I think I have a hard mm-hmm. time visualizing that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I just yeah. can't imagine. Because like, she's, she's not, not a flashy person. We've never like, had that. She's not doing choreography, yet. you know, not, yeah. you know, you've she's, never had that right. kind of production. She's not having backup dancers. Maybe she yeah. will. I mean, she did on Idol once. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nettie, I'm available. I can be a backup dancer. I'm available. Nettie hit it on the head. We've never had this kind of tour from her before, so we don't know what to expect. But the best way that I can explain it is if you've ever seen a Broadway show, like, and I'm not talking like a touring Broadway show. I mean, I'm talking about like one that is planted at a theater in New York City. If you've ever had the opportunity to see one of those shows, imagine that plus a concert hmm. altogether, the production value. I mean, like Celine had people like flying by and there were yeah. acrobatics and there was big sets. And I mean, it was, it was a production yeah, and full on like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Like yeah. that was exactly. that first show. The first show was Cirque, Cirque du Soleil, which was like, un- it was like, it added such a, a, and I've only seen the DVD of it. Like, let's, I have not, I have not, I did not Same. see that show in person. I only saw the DVD of that one, but like, it was unbelievable. I could watch that a hundred times and I'm so sad I missed that in person. But yeah, it is like, it's, it's a completely different experience than just a regular touring show. 
And I'm not expecting Kelly to go like full pink and start, you know, getting into the rafters and flying <laughs> yeah. around. Like I'm, I'm not expecting her to do that. I'm just saying that. Let's all just stop and picture that for a second. <laughs> um, but I'm, but I just know that the Vegas show would have been a step up from Meaning of Life, just because exactly. they would have had the the ability and the latitude to do it. Um, so I'm disappointed in that. But I, I stand by, you know, Meaning Life up to this point was the best, and I I think it's because of all the progressions that they have made with her and concerts in general that have just made them more all encompassing for everybody. Uh, Rob, your thoughts on your favorite tour? Yeah. So um, Meaning of Life was great. But I'm thinking about like more bang for my buck. Like, what did I get the most out of for like the least amount of money? And I think the piece by piece tour was great for that because I was able to go multiple nights in a row. Mm -hmm. I was able to sit front row. Like, I w there was at some point Radio City where it was just me and Kelly who knew the words to a song. Like, yeah, how did like, I get? It was I think it was Second Wind. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and it was just such a cool few nights in a row where like despite whatever she was wearing it was a great show for that because like <laughs> little mermaid uh, outfits yeah literally sebastian um but like i think it's true it was, that's it that's why like, those are my two tied because i get what you're saying right mm -hmm. we didn't spend a ton of money and we were there at radio city for like three nights in a row or like two nights at radio city one night in jersey whatever yeah. it was and we didn't spend a ton of money. We spent maybe whatever it spent, whatever it cost to be one night in the pit at Meaning of yeah. Life. Yeah. You know, for yeah. a few nights in a row. And like, and also the Piece by Piece tour, I think, was the last album tour. Meaning of Life, like you all said, was a greatest hits yes. tour. It was like there were a few Meaning of Life tracks, but the Piece by Piece tour was Piece by Piece heavy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you went to go hear the new songs and like, I've seen Breakaway 25 times, you don't need to sing it again. Let's hear nostalgic. Yeah. Let's hear second wind. Let's hear tightrope. Like if you're going because you want to sort of like collect mm -hmm. those memories of like the album tracks live, piece by piece tour was great for that. Meaning mm -hmm. of life tour wasn't as great for that. It was great for other things, but not necessarily yeah. as an album tour. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nettie, what about you? I love piece by piece and meaning of life, mostly because of the music, because of how polished her band has become. Not to say that they weren't polished before, um, but I feel like now, like they were, I don't know, yeah, they were more polished with the backup singers. I mean, her amazing backup singers. And then, yeah, the, their sound was so good for piece by piece that I was like, damn, they really like stepped up their game with the music and the band and production with the band. And then Meeting of Life happened. That tour was also great, but I think that Meeting of Life was also a preview to Vegas. So like you said, Jeremy, like, Vegas would have been meaning a life on crack. Like it would have been insane. Um, and I, I remember when I heard that she was doing Vegas, I was like, dude, is she going to do the Celine Dion route and go all out and have the Cirque du Soleil type production? But of course she is. And I felt like Kelly's going to push herself to do it that way because she's not going to make it like boring in Vegas. She's going to be like, I'm in Vegas. I'm going big. This is what we're doing. So yeah, so I think meaning a life would have been was awesome. I love that one too. I think that's my favorite of all her tours. Um, and also I didn't sit up close for Meaning Life. I actually was further back. So I saw more of the stage and I was like blown away. I was like, wow, this is because I, you know, I'm usually up front, like up against the catwalk or like in the pit. But for Meaning of Life, I made it a point that I'm going to sit further back so I can see it, enjoy it and take it all in. And I freaking loved it. So yeah, but it's, 
Meeting in Life definitely was a favorite. And I think Piece by Piece was like right there as, as my next favorite, simply also because, like I said, the, the music was so polished. Okay, so Nettie has said Meaning of Life followed by Piece by Piece. So Piece by Piece is your second favorite tour. Uh, Rob, if I if I caught it correctly, did you say did you kind of insinuate that Meaning of Life was your second favorite, or is there a different one that would be a second favorite? Yeah, I guess it's a second favorite. Like, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, unless we're going all the way back to Breakaway Tour, that set list was really cool. Yeah, I think that's the last time we got What's Up Lonely, which is my favorite. <laughs> Um, that's, uh, that was a great tour. And, um, I think one of the first times I was up close at a concert, like for Kelly was yeah. awesome. So break away if we're going all the way back. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where I was going with this was cause I, I really enjoyed your, your, well, your comment about getting bang for your buck and like your best value. It actually got me, um, going through my, my ticket library that I have here, um, at my disposal. And it reminded me that at one point and only people that are on our, our call here will be able to see it, but I'll say, I remember back when I paid $38 and 25 cents oh and this is all I ever wanted to her. Uh. Oh so like, that was probably the best the best value that I ever got out <laughs> of a tour was uh well the the stage was really janky cuz I was in the fifth row but it was like fifth row way off to the uh, side so cuz it was a it was a state it was mm-hmm. a state fair show and they had this awkward oh, stage those and weird arenas yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was like you know, you were in the fifth row, but you were basically 40 yeah. rows that way. <laughs> so yeah. um, it was it was weird. But I, I actually think that if I were to pick a second favorite tour, I would actually probably go with the breakaway tour as well, just because there was there was something about the energy and the momentum of that tour. And, I, and I'm not lumping, you know, the other subsequent tours in with it, like the Addicted and Hazel Eyes. But uh, the breakaway tour, there was just something about it. And maybe also it was because it was among the earliest times that I saw her. But. I just thought that, man, she had fun on the breakaway tour. And I still think about those shows a lot. And uh, I think that would actually be my my second favorite. Um, Jenna, what about you? Second favorite tour. Did you say your first? Yeah. I Yeah, I didn't say my first. But this, okay. this is like such a, t- a hard, like I, for nostalgic reasons and like <laughs> personal reasons, I feel like I could pick each tour for a different reason. Like, yeah. you know, I'm going to flip this on its head and say the American Idol tour in 2000. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I'm joking. I just, I just really loved RJ Hilton so much. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, like, but I could maybe, if that was my first time seeing her. I was in seventh grade. I remember like barely making it through the school day because I was so excited. I wrote Kelly on my forehead in eyeliner. Oh like, my God. you know, like I, I took a limo with my friends cause my dad got us a, like a limo oh. today. Like it just was like, you know, and to think about that and then the meaning of life tour and like, and like you said, now so I'm in my thirties and it's so different. It's just, it's wild, but you have to understand how extra Jenna was when she was <laughs> younger going was? to shows. Was? Maybe was, yeah. What? <laughs> Still am. Um, you know, like, like the homemade puffy paint t-shirts, like I would like went all out. So like, you know, it's really, really hard to pick. But I think from, I think I have to agree with like, it's really like meaning of life piece by piece, piece by piece to where I did two shows in two days. 
Um, I did Chicago and then I hopped on a train to St. Louis and did that back to back, which was something on my bucket list um, that I was able to do. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but, you know, I've had all these kind of really special experiences with different tours that it's really hard to pick, pick one. But I guess if I have to give a first and second, I would say piece by piece is probably one, number one. Um, and I really did kind of like the fairground tour. Like I went to the Illinois State Fair and the Indiana State Fair. And like, I was like, I was like, basically the stage was at my chest. So like, mm -hmm. that was a really cool experience. Um, like I said, each one has like such a different, yeah. like nostalgic feeling totally. for me. So it's so hard to, but like I said, the breakaway tour, which was great. The My December tour was in a theater, like the Chicago theater. Yeah. And like it was a beautiful venue, amazing, amazing venue. And, um, you know, that's when I got on stage for the first time. And like, that was just like <laughs> such a like life changing thing for me personally, life changing moment tour, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know. It's really hard for me to pick. I, I can't. I think generally speaking, I'm though, the fact that all of us generally are picking tours later in her career for at least one of our two spots, that says a lot that says that she's getting better. Well, I just mm -hmm. feel like I can appreciate, mm -hmm. I appreciate it much more now as yeah. an adult or like, I don't want to say adult, but like yeah. rather than as a teenager, when I was, you no, know, I, 15, yeah. 16, I feel like I appreciate it so much more now. I, I, I know what I'm getting. It's, it's who she is and the type of person she is and the type of singer she is, is so rare. It's like, there's nobody like her. There's never been mm -hmm. anybody like her there. Nobody will be like her. And the fact that she came from American Idol and is still sticking around 19, 20 years later. Like that's rare and that's special. And I just appreciate that way more now as an adult than I was at 15 in my puffy paint t-shirt and <laughs> Kelly eyeliner across my forehead, you know, but it's the nostalgic factor, you know, yeah. from back then to now. So it's hard. I can't, I don't know if I can. It is hard. So we, uh, one more question, at least, uh, from my side, uh, we, we recently spoke about Kelly's career defining moments and, I love um, that episode, by the way, thanks. I thank you. Thank I you. I found myself like responding to you guys. I'm like, Jeremy said something about like her outfit at the inauguration. I was like, yes, it was. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I guess we wanted to go around the room and, and get what you guys feel like, oh, you know, man. if you want to give like your top one or two, um, career defining moments for Kelly and, uh, I think I want to start with Rob because Nettie looks like she's in deep thought. Yeah, Jenna looks scared. Uh, Rob. So <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if mine is career defining for everybody, but like for me, it's it was the first time she went to the Grammys when she took her oh, mom. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. That's nice. Like to, like to me, it's like, oh, she's not just a contest winner. She's been nominated now for the first yeah. single she's written and released. And here she is at the Grammys and she brought her mom. I think to me, that was just like, take her seriously. This isn't just a flash in the pan artist. Take her seriously because it's we're in it for the long haul. So to me, that really sticks out as like, wow, what a beautiful moment. What a great way to define your career early on that it's only going to go up from here. I like I that. that. Wow. That's cute. I mm. love that, Rob. Good one. <laughs> Thanks. Really good. Uh, Nettie, what about you? Uh, and it, it can be ones that we spoke about, like 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's there's no well, wrong I mean, answers. Going with the Grammys thing, I did think about like when she won the first Grammys. Like that that year was huge. Um, but for me, I think bigger than that was the other Grammys that she won. When yeah, I forget. Like the second time she won was an album year. Oh, like know, the stronger whatever it was, stronger era. Yeah, when she won mm-hmm. that Grammy, that was like oh, oh yeah, because it was like she yeah. was the only female artist to win it twice yeah. or something like that. And I remember mm-hmm. I saw that factoid and I was like, dude, that's pretty freaking huge. So I think for me, it's that is, I mean, winning the first time, of course, is huge, but it's winning it again was for me like, yep, you're, you're doing big things, girl. You're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. I'm sure there's more that I can think of, but it's not coming, but, yeah. but that's what I thought of. Yeah. Jenna. Um, gosh. <clears throat> I always think of something, stuff that um, my mom, this is so random, something that my mom responds to. So my mom has always been kind of not a Kelly hater, but not not a Kelly hater. I think she was like when I was a teenager and I was like upset, like it was constant. I think she just was kind of like annoyed by it. And she's come around in the 19 years. I think she got over it that this is not a phase. Um, you know, so anything that she like responds really well to, and is like, oh my God, this was great. I'm always like, oh yes, that's, you know, like she's reaching through to the people that would normally never mm-hmm. like listen or see her or pay attention or anything like that. Um, you know, she, my mom would be the type that's like, you're going to see her again. How is it going to be different? You know and I'm <laughs> yes. like, Mom, it's a different tour. It's different. You know, um, so I think the and I, you guys mentioned um, both of these things, but I think the Pope singing for the Pope was mm. huge, huge, huge. Um, I can't believe I, I forgot that, about it. I, well, I, there's all I, these I, things. There's all these. Yeah, things like you're just yeah. Everything that you guys said in that last episode, I was like, oh my god, yeah, like yeah. the Super Bowl, yeah. singing the national anthem for the Super Bowl. The inauguration was huge. Like that, like that was, uh, that was, I think probably my number one would be the, um, Mm -hmm. inauguration. And, you know, that was something that, and like you said, kind of all too, like the controversy that surrounded it. Cause Beyonce was lip syncing and Mm -hmm. I think James Taylor was there. I don't know if he was lip syncing or not. I forgot about, I forgot about him, but, um, you know, Kelly never did. And I don't know the Thanksgiving day parade or the Cowboys halftime show. Like there's so many things that really could. Some, that you could like put the notch in the yeah. career career defining. But I think my number one would probably have to be, I think it's tied the Pope singing for the Pope and the inauguration. Someone did write to All us. All good choices. And was like, how did you not mention from Justin to Kelly? And I'm like, I mean, (laughs) I changed my answer. That's my number one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, they're not wrong. It is, it's, it is career defining, but not in the the, the best way. Not in the good way. You know, (laughs) not in the great way. Uh, That's your opinion. (laughs) You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Uh, It must be the madness. Okay. It just Uh, (laughs) must be the madness. And that actually that actually dovetails nicely um, as we get ready to wrap up here. Uh, our next episode, Pam, is the long-awaited from Justin to Kelly breakdown episode. Oh <laughs> which means I have to rewatch it, which we, I need to do a lot of research oh this week. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, by research, and I not only – 
for the 10 billion. Not only in our next episode are we going to break down from Justin Kelly, we are going to reveal the time and date of our Missing the Podcast Justin to Kelly rewatch party, <laughs> where we are all going to watch it online together. Uh, we will uh, we'll do a live like Zoom call or actually we're going to do I think we're going to do live on YouTube. Are we? Because I like, uh, we haven't spoken about this is going to This work. is all this is all news to this is all news to Pam. No, we'll be on a Zoom call, but we'll be on we'll be live on YouTube so that we can get the most people to 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 access. Jeremy's going to be involved um, with there. all the technology. I don't know. I will be there in my tie skirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Same. Yes. You and me both. Oh so God. in our in our next early. episode, I know. Yeah. So in our next episode, we will uh, we will have our details on our rewatch party and when that's going to be, and it's going to be soon because the anniversary of the movie is coming 18 up. Eighteen years, I guys. Think it's, it's my birthday. Yes. That's my birthday. Is it? Is it? Yes, yes. it is. I remember that. Oh, we're throwing a party. I went. <laughs> I went for my thirteenth birthday. My mom took like me and like five of my friends, and we oh were the only ones in the theater. <laughs> we were the, I think there was like a couple, an older couple, and the guy got up and walked out about halfway through. I've had enough. I had enough. <laughs> So we have uh, we have that to look forward to in our next episode uh, to Nettie and to Jenna and to Rob. Thank you so much for being a part of our first roundtable. We certainly do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your your opinions and for your, your insight, insights. Uh, wisdom. Yes. I don't want this to yes. end. I want to keep going. I know. I'm not <laughs> well, this is only the first one. Well, can I Please. say one thing? Yes, Rob. Rob. I just want to say one more thing. Um Thank you so much for doing this. Like, it's really special. Like, I've known these two people since we were, like, 15 years old. And to, like, get to speak to them, like, because you've brought us together on this podcast is super special. So it means a lot to be able to meet them and talk to them in person. So that's awesome. You guys, like, oh, yeah, you guys probably haven't ever – you guys have – oh, Never. We've, we've known each other on the yeah, internet. Yeah. That's the only place I've we've known each other. Yeah, I yeah. met Nettie in person and Pam in person and Jeremy in person. Yeah. I have not met Rob. I got to so, meet everybody else. Yeah. We got to make it happen. Well, I don't travel to shows anymore. I know. So I guess, I guess <laughs> New York is not a bad place to come to. I'm just saying. I, I mean, it's really not. I'll get there I know. Eventually. I have never, I have never been. So I would, I would like to get out there. I've never oh been to New York. So you've never been to New York. Never. Uh, yeah. I've never have. I've been to like oh, upstate New York. Okay. Like, yeah. But like for, not the city. It was like a suburb of New York oh, for like wow. a graduation of like a family member. I've never been to New York City or oh, Jersey or anything. Go. Gotta come out here. Go. Uh, well, when when Kelly comes back on tour, maybe I'll I'll you know yeah. wave my. If it's a uh, weekend, yeah, my, can come out. I'll wave my notes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can get day off, let's go. <laughs> there we go. Well, and thank you for the kind yeah. words, Robin. And, and that's, I mean, that's really kind of what this, this whole podcast has been about is in addition to talking about, uh, you know, Kelly and her music and her career, that's, you know, one part, but you know, the real reward is talking with our fan friends, uh, that we have made over the years and God, the decades now. Um, that is, you know, the biggest reward for us and to turn around and get to meet new people. Um, especially when we get to talk to people who have written in with their Kelly experiences. I mean, that is so fun because it's just only increasing the footprint of the fan base and I get nothing but pure joy out of it. So uh, to have, you know, such a large group of us uh, together today has been so much fun and I cannot wait to do it again. 
Um, it's just been so great. Jenna, did you have something to add? I just wanted to kind of, yeah, echo what Rob said. I mean, it, it like now sitting here with you guys in front of me, it's, it's crazy to think about how long we actually have known each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jeremy, like you said, mm-hmm. you've seen me at my most extra um, teenage years all the way through <laughs> up to this point. Pam, same thing. Nettie, say, Rob, I mean, even Rob, same. I know we've never met, but like we've yeah. known each other for yeah. a, more than 10 years. Yeah, which is insane. Uh, so it's insane to think it about. Is, it we were was, kids. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. You guys were kids. So, yeah, it's so. It's so <laughs> we were all we were kids. All kids. Um, <laughs> it's just really cool to get an opportunity to sit and do this and chat and and talk about all, all the Kelly things. So this has been an awesome, awesome time for me. Like I said, I don't want it to end. I know. Thank I don't you. want the interview to yeah. end. What, yeah. what was that from again? <laughs> what was that from? She's like, I don't want the interview to end. Um, oh my God. I hear it in my head. Um, I know you bring back all the like crazy nostalgic things. Like whenever you guys, oh, I listen shit. to the podcast obviously all the time and I, yeah. you just mention things and bring stuff up and I'm like, Oh my God. I had a hard time picking what was like the career defining moment. Cause there's always something huge. Like, Oh yeah, that yep. happened. That happened. That happened. And it's like, never like, Oh, little tidbits, but it's always like, damn, Kelly's doing that. So, yeah, well, but- it was, it's cool too for, I, I mean, for Nettie specifically, I, when I was young, younger and like the first couple years of the fandom, like I, I wanted to be Nettie because <laughs> there was like some, there yeah. was some gift what? or something of Nettie where you were in a parking <laughs> garage. Oh, that oh. one. Oh, that one. <laughs> you were oh, in a parking garage. Well, that, that was more too. than one that gift. One. I mean, come on. You were in a parking <laughs> garage and, and Kelly's back was turned to you and you looked at her and you were like, Kelly, like your arms were like this and she turned around and she was like, oh my God. Like you guys were like best no. friends. Like legit. She was wearing some green sweaters. Yeah, it was green. Let me tell you about that real quick. Backstory for that. So I was going home. I was like, bye guys, I'm out. And then she was saying bye to everybody else. Everyone's like trying to get a hug. And I was like, what's that? I'm sorry. But like, I don't need a hug. I'm out. Like I'm tired. It was late. It was so late. It was like after she had done Leno, she had done some radio stuff and it was late. I was tired. And then I turned around to see, cause I forget someone was riding with me. So I was like, where the hell is she? Like, I want to go home. And then I see Kelly's handing out hugs. So I was like, well, shit, let me get one. And then she turned around at the perfect time. And I was like, it's funny. Like, yeah, that it was, was ridiculous. And somebody like, captured that. Was, and that was so long ago as well. Yeah, and somebody captured And it was like the worst quality gift. Horrible. Like, it was like so old school. But like that yeah. moment, I was like, oh, oh my God. Funny. I, I was like, I want to be her. I want that that's, to happen to me. That's very nice. Thank you. So, it's like so cool like back then like i like i said i was i had no idea who you are or who you were at the time i mean jenna was the same thing with jenna was the same thing with 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 me when you were on stage with her i was like that girl's so cool exactly (laughs) it was the same shit yeah like the only 14 year old me was like oh my god that girl's so cool yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I still think that now. Um, and here yeah, we are. Sure. No, no. Legend. Legend. <laughs> Literally. Yes. It's really cool. It is cool. Oh. This, is, this is really awesome for me. Yeah. And me I, like I said, I'm, Rob, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that, Rob, because that yeah. Same. you summed up my feelings. Same. It's really well, cool. Well, we love all you guys, yeah. and we we thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to spend with us today. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be hearing from all of you again at some point. So I want to do another uh, it's, one. It's, it's never good. Anytime. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. As, I will wake as up my, early. As my dear friend back here, Mickey Mouse, likes to say, "It's never goodbye. It's see you real soon." Aww. So. Uh, 
Thank you guys all so much uh, for Thanks, being with guys. us today, and we do appreciate it. And thank you for listening uh, to our very first roundtable episode. As uh, always, you can hit us up on all the social medias at Miss Into Podcast. Uh, you can uh, chime in at Miss Into Podcast at gmail.com if you want to hit us up the old fashioned email way. Uh, again, next week, we are breaking down from Justin to Kelly. So, yes, Pam, you have homework. Got, Your assignment I'm excited. is I'm going to get a drink <laughs> ready and rewatch it. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm excited. And by the way, does anybody know if you can, can you order like Uber Eats or something from another city? Can like, if, can I, like, cause I owe Pam a burger. <laughs> so can, <laughs> can I, like, can I get her some Uber at? Eats? You definitely can. Somebody did it to me. My friend Casey did it to I me. I do it she all rick- the time from my cousin. It's, it's she rick rolled me with Excellent. ice cream from a different city. <laughs> I love Casey. She's Excellent. Great. Oh man, you, uh, do you excellent. owe me a burger? Sure, I'll give you. Rob, we, we need to find a burger place yeah. down here, a good one. I owe. just watch, just just watch, you know. watch for my text. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> funny. Send burgers now. We can get a bunch of burgers. Yes, yes, that's Rob, right. We should have a watch. We'll party. encourage people to have burgers. Yeah, let's do it. I don't own it. I do, but I don't. I don't. I don't Pam, have a DVD. We'll DVD figure part. it out. We'll rent it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. By the way, yeah. so just, and, and I keep, I, this is the, the the total Midwest goodbye. By the way, it's taking us like a half hour to <laughs> say goodbye. Jenna, Jenna knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, by the way, I went uh, because I I own the DVD of Justin and Kelly, but I also was like, oh, I should probably you know make sure I have like a digital copy. The audacity to charge fifteen dollars to what? buy that? <laughs> and it's not the extended version. It's, it's not. I rented it on what? Amazon uh, last summer. I rented it and it was like, you know, a 48 hour rental. And that was still like $4. I'm like, I do own it. I just don't have a DVD player anymore. Um, we need to figure this out, guys. I don't know. We will. We we'll need get, to get we'll it on get Netflix. Our, who, who do we write yes, to? We'll get our, Simon Fuller. Let's go. <laughs> we'll get our proverbial <laughs> poop in a group. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening this week. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 